Hello, everybody, listening to the Fairweather Podcast. Boy 2K Suave. I'm here with Alex Rodriguez, and we got some special guests in the building. Tony Sports is back. We are excited. We miss you guys. Uh, you're always avoiding us. Apparently, I'm always avoiding you guys, but uh <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is. Welcome. That's man. the most that's the most Max Kellerman shit I've ever heard on here. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Whenever we talk about Max Kellerman, it's you, bro. It's always you. <laughs> Mr. Hot Take himself. <laughs> Love it. Hey, you got uh, Mike White in your in your background, A-Rod. What's going on with that? Hey, man. He's in the Hall of Fame. Hall first, of Famer. First, first USF player in the Hall of Fame before JPP can get there, man. So it makes me happy to see that. Is he our only guaranteed? Like, not seriously, though. Is JPP, like, our only guaranteed, like, Hall of Famer? Is he He's a guaranteed Hall of Famer? I would say he is. I, you know what they should put in there? The club. They got to put the club in there if they do. I <laughs> need that club. Now leave that club alone, man. That was a that was a freak accident. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. And of course what it happened happened in Brandon. <laughs> of course it happened in Brandon. Like where else would that happen? <laughs> Nothing good happens in in uh, Brandon. <laughs> but um, Tony, what's going on, Tony? What's going? Well, how's your week going? Well, if you look at the Celtics, not so good. But other than that, it's, it's been all right. That uh, that debilitating loss against the uh, uh, against um, see, I don't want to remember it, but the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls, it yeah. uh, it ruined my like my watching Celtics. So now every time I watch the Celtics fourth quarter, like last night they were up on the on the Magic like seventeen points in the third quarter, and I was just bracing for collapse. So <laughs> I'll admit, like that. I'll admit, like I'll, you know, when you're playing the Magic, you know, you you that's a guaranteed W. So <laughs> you have nothing to really worry about. But that that Chicago thing, big yikes. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Anyway, A Rod, what we got today, A Rod? All right, so today on episode 43, we are pretty much just going to do open discussion. We're going to discuss NFL with Townie, NBA with Townie, and of course MLB with Townie because why not have good sports dialogue all day? Uh, but NFL, well, you know, we'll talk about the the week eight recap of the pickums that we did. Uh, your boy, your boy's in the lead now. I hate to I hate to say it, KK. Yeah, I, look, I was looking. I was like, damn, I went. I think I went one for, one for five or whatever. Uh, you went. Two, you went two. Okay, two for five. Not bad. I went four, but it's all good, all love. Uh, we'll talk NFL injuries, uh, trades, hot topics. It's been a really crazy week in the NFL for a lot of things. Uh, and then we'll just open discussion once again. NBA, Scotty Pippen's being Scotty Pippen all over again. Um, some yeah. intriguing things have been said by one of your favorite Celtics players that Vic decided to give me a Max Kellerman take before you hopped on, Sammy. So we'll discuss that and open discussion once again. And then MLB, the greatest thing happened yesterday. The Astros lost. Yeah. The Braves win. Uh, we'll just talk about next season and Ooh. open discussion. And then at the very end, fun segment pickums again for week nine. We'll hear what you guys have to say there as well. So uh, let's kick it off. Really quick recap on week eight. I went four for five. KK went two for five. I'm beating him. That's all you got to know. Cool, cool. So I've been trying to let you get back into the game. So just yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't you know? Once once week thirteen <laughs> hits, I'm gonna just take off on you. Seventeen, seventeen uh, out of thirty for you, and I'm sitting at an eighteen out of thirty. So looking good there. Um, all I got to say about you know week eight. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Even if he has COVID or not, man, he's a bad man. So 
That guy knows how to win. I told you he was going to do it. I you said, did. And you and you predicted it was going to be a field goal game, too. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't predict that Kyle, that uh, A.J. Green would not know where the ball was going to be at, though. That was, that was so quick, though. Yeah, that, that was, was that such was, a quick release. Was it? Was. I mean, it's uh, listen, the way, what, the way I was watching that play, I, they must have had some kind of missed dialogue inside the huddle because mm-hmm. he wasn't even looking for the football yeah. at all. <laughs> So I don't yeah. know what happened there. I don't know what you guys saw, but he was clearly not looking for the football in that game. In that, no, in it was definitely game. miscommunication there. I mean, he, he, like you said, he wasn't even looking for the ball. And the, the Packers are, are currently, just, just for our, our betting friends out there, are 7-1 uh, and one against the spread now. So some interesting stuff there. And I mean, they, they got a tough one coming up. <laughs> yeah, they do. Let's stay, let's stay on that A.J. Green topic. He used to play for the Bengals, and I know somebody's riding that, that Bengals wave. And, uh, hey, man, I hate this team with every, every bone in my body, but uh, they want to, you know, go out and break my heart and keep winning games. But, hey, what happened to your Bengals, Vic? I know you're a closet Bengals fan. So uh, a couple things. First of all, uh, the most egregious uh, uh, flag I've ever seen in my life. Um, that ta- that uh, helmet on helmet was horribly called. I think that needs to bring. Uh, we need to be able to review these kinds of calls like they do in college, right? Yeah. I, I don't. Know, I was surprised that they didn't. They don't do it in the NFL. I mean, that was blatantly not helmet to helmet on the defense. If anything, it was on the offense. Uh, the, the defender was down low. The guy went down to go meet him. Which still, I don't think it's a penalty on either side. He went down low to meet him, but. Um, I mean, that, that literally cost them the game. You know, the, the Bengals get the ball back with two and a half and three timeouts, and, you know, that, that's a different story. I think, I think we're talking about how Joe, Joe Burrow brought the, brought the Bengals back from the brink there. But also, you know, Mike White had one of those games. Uh, that happens all the time when you see just some random guy off the street put up massive numbers, and then I'm sure he's going to hey. take a big fat dump tonight. So. Hey, man, you will refer to that man as Mike the Messiah White, okay? Yeah. That's what he is. Hall right? of Famer. Hall of Famer. Hall of yeah. Famer. You've heard Mike White. Hall of Famer. <laughs> my my gripe, my gripe with that with that take though, honestly, is that uh the game shouldn't have been that close in the first place. Helmet helmet withstanding. The the Bengals who they the the world was starting to anoint them as the oh shit, you know, the team that came out of nowhere. If they were that team that came out of nowhere, and they were that good as as we thought they were. Mm-hmm. And you're playing against a, a fifth string quarterback. It should have been that close in the first. I think it's I, I think it's more of a case of of an any given Sunday situation where I don't you got a guy that nobody has any tape on. Nobody, you have no yeah. idea what this guy is capable of. Yeah, and and he comes out and has one of those games, and and mm-hmm. kind of like what Vic said. I mean, it, it's it, it's it's yet to be seen what he's going to do tonight, right? Like he's playing tonight. So if he comes out, throws another 300 yard game. Okay, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, maybe he's a real deal. But then we're also looking at, okay, well, the Bengals lost to a pretty decent quarterback. But I just think it was one of those things. Nobody's got any film. Yeah. You have no idea what his skills are, what his skill set is. So Yeah. Come the epitome on. of a trap game, right? So they just Very came much. off that that big win in Baltimore. They're still high off of that. They're thinking we're going to roll into the, you know New York and just swamp these Jets. I mean, a number of different factors go in here. I'm not worried about my Bengals. They have the Browns this week, which I have been saying all all, um, all year are frauds. They're still frauds. They're always going to be frauds. And uh, I think the Bengals are going to put down the Browns easily. I have uh, to admit, week. that was my Super Bowl pick, and I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm out. I'm completely out on that. However, I was right that the Chiefs would struggle. That's why I picked somebody besides the Chiefs, and I thought yeah. it would be the Browns. But 
uh, that whole situation. It's you, you tend to you have to remember that it's still Cleveland. Like they're mm. gonna Cleveland's still gonna Cleveland no matter what. Like yeah, come on now. So that's my fault. But uh, what do you what do you think was more surprising though? Was was it the Mike White thing against the Bengals or was it Trevor Simeon uh, against the Bucks? No, I think the Simeon thing is something that. Uh, people kind of expected to be honest. Oh, not expected, but that Bucks that Bucks defense is horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, the Bucks uh, lost that game a few times with number one their penalties. It's an incredibly undisciplined team, and it's funny that both of our both of the NFL's favorites, you know, i.e. the the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, both have two of the worst defenses in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, up front, the 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 Bucks. Were able to get pressure last year. I'm not seeing that same kind of pressure that they were able to get this year, and um, and that secondary is it's like tissue paper. Yeah, easily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, literally. <laughs> I heard. I, I don't know who. I heard. I think it was Kendrick Perkins. He said uh, that he can go to uh, like mm-hmm. a retirement home and get mm-hmm. 11 guys <laughs> and suit them up, and they, they'll they'll be able to score a touchdown on the Bucks defense. And the Chiefs defense for that matter. So, and I believe it. I'm like, yeah, you yeah. can get both are terrible. You can get I think eleven. You're looking guys. at another situation too with the Saints that their defense is actually really, really good this year. Very, very underrated, just mm-hmm. because of so many of the issues they have on offense right mm-hmm. now. That it, it kind of overshadows how good their defense is. I think last time I checked, they were like a top three or top five defense in the league. So, I mean, you you account that with those two picks that Tom Brady threw one for a pick six, which ended up closing out the game. You know, that, that was also, like Vic mentioned with the Bengals game, this is another situation that was kind of a trap game. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, the, yeah, it's, I think, it's DeMario Davis, honestly. He's You're welcome. You're yeah. fucking welcome. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he's, he's the real deal for sure. <laughs> he is. He's the best tackler in the game. Nobody's a better tackler. I always said it when he was with the Jets. He made – nobody got past, like, if the ball – if they got past the D-line, he they weren't getting past DeMario Davis. He could be playing in the middle or he could be playing on the right. You weren't going left on him. It, it wasn't going to happen. But I think the Saints defense is carbon copy from last year. It's the same exact defense. They may have added like some guys there, but it's the same thing. What happened to them is, you know, they they beat the, they had the Bucks cards in the regular season. And then Mike Pless came on here and said it perfect. You can't beat a team three times. And when you play against I'm, Oh, the goat Tom Brady. Ooh, it's say it again. Happen. I didn't think they heard you. You played against yeah. who? Oh, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest of all time to play in the NFL is Tom Brady. I have right. said it is out. <laughs> I've said it numerous times, but he's not gonna lose in a game like that. He had their card, he knew where to throw the ball. He got Antonio Brown more involved like he should have, and they just did it. So Saints could beat him, Saints could do it to him again. And I guarantee if they meet him in the playoffs. Tom Brady gonna shine. Yeah, the now crazy- they got a big hole. They got a big hole. The QB. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing about it is that it still it still was Jameis. It wasn't like I mean Jameis was playing well, but he wasn't like he wasn't like out there lighting it up. You know what I mean? So no. the fact that their team is still their team's gonna be I think their team's gonna be fine even without Jameis because they still got I don't I'm not crazy about Taysom Hill, but he's still there. I think he's clearing uh, concussion protocol, so he yeah. might be he might be available. And then Trevor Simeon. I mean, he, he was somebody that was looked upon as to be that next guy in, in Denver. So it's not like he was – it's not like he's uh, incompetent. Uh, I think he just – you know, he sucks at the end of the day. But, suck for the Jets, that's for sure. <laughs> but when you have yeah. – when you have – when you're when you good in the trenches and you have some weapons, I think they need to go get OBJ. But if you have something to work with, then, you know, defense is going to hold you down. Defense wins championships. So 
they're fine. I, I think the Saints will still be fine. I also think like they're just a they're just the way that they're built. You can put any QB there and they can have success. You don't need them to do a lot. Like you got Kamara who's there to help out. Now you brought right. back him. Kamara's not a big route runner. I mean, he can do it, but like all he's got to do is like a little 15 and out and he's gone. And the receivers there right now, they're not any big time receivers. They're the worst. Like I think I looked at the stat yesterday. They're one of the worst uh, like passing teams in the NFL right now. They're, they're not passing the ball a lot. So mm-hmm. OBJ could definitely propel that, but will they even use OBJ right? Because like, he's not the guy. And honestly, what I see, because they've been saying Jameis Winston isn't going to be the guy. They're probably going to move on from him next year. Of course, yeah. What I see, just hear me out. Teddy Bridgewater comes back because he gets it. And one of the one of the big name free agents is going to uh, to Denver. So recycled. I mean, you can get a big name free agent to go to, to the Saints, though, eat too. Like You could. You could if they Aaron don't. Aaron Rodgers can go down there. Uh, yeah, I guess. Russell Russell Wilson Wilson, yeah, there. I guess. I guess that could happen. I can see that happening too. I just know like Denver's in like a, uh, well, both teams are really in a win now type of offense and defense. So I, I could see them going either anywhere, but you're right. But let's, let's go on NFL topics. A lot of injuries, uh, big one for us in fantasy. And I mean, the whole world, if you love the Titans, Derrick Henry uh, may not play this season again, they're saying he could come back, but dude's a freak. Uh, Michael Thomas there is more going on there than just an injury. It's it's a lot going on there right now. So Michael he's, Thomas, he's definitely healthy. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. He's definitely healthy. Um, who are some other big injuries that went down? You you know it better than me, man. I didn't write it all down. So who else went down? Um, well, JJ Watts out for the season. We do know that. Yeah, JJ Watts um, out. Who else? Who else? Who else was big? I mean. You want to count Baker Mayfield's shoulder? <laughs> I mean, you can count that. I mean, he's still playing, but I don't think he's right. Jameis uh, Winston's hurt. Jameis Winston's hurt. hurt. That's a big one. Daniel Hunter's hurt. Daniel. Um, Michael Thomas is set back. And I guess those are the really big ones out. That's Those are, like, very detrimental to a lot of teams. You just lost your starting quarterback in Jameis. Uh, AP is now signed. He's going to be your starting running back, I guess, for the early downs. Crazy. Jeremy McNichols, product of Snoop Dogg Academy, is going to be uh, out there catching the passes. Did you see so, that picture with AP and uh, and uh, Julio Jones on like the same team on the same field working out? Yeah. Does that make any like if you would have told me this five years ago, like yeah, they'd be playing for the Titans and AP's 37, 36 years old and Julio's playing for the Titans, like then none of that makes sense to me at all. <laughs> well, and then none of the injuries, you also have people out like Calvin Ridley who oh, mental is taking a mental health break. Uh, A.J. Green's out for COVID. You have Aaron um, Rodgers with COVID, too. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers with COVID. And, and Henry Ruggs killed somebody. So Yeah, yeah. I was trying not to – I was trying to avoid saying his name on this on this show today, but – Yeah, oh, Henry, Henry. No, no, no. No, no, no. Like, it's just – because that situation is just a fucked up situation. The whole thing is yeah. just so bad. So, uh, yeah, yeah Henry, Henry Ruggs is uh, – yeah, he's uh, he got cut uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, so yeah, it's a a lot of just stuff happened in a, in a matter of a week, and it's kind of insane. Uh, and, then on top I mean, of that, and then on top of that, you have trades. So you got Von Miller leaving the Broncos, where he was wild cornerstone forever. I told you he was going to get traded too. You KK. did, you did, you were you, did, you were you were right, you were right. Not a hot take there. <laughs> Not a hot take, but I knew it was going to happen. I I hope it didn't happen because I like him there. I thought he was going to be a lifer, but they moved on. Um, Melvin Ingram's gone. He's now with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Big whooped. 
Um, Sean Jackson is cut, couldn't find a partner with, for him. And OBJ is just, we're seeing the writing on the wall for him. Like he's good as gone. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and the Jets made a trade. We made a trade at the trade deadline. We got that, uh, the O-lineman from the Chiefs, the one that decided not to play and went and go to go help Canada with COVID. Don't oh. ask me his name. It's super French. Huh? Big whoop. We're going Last to the prom, boys. <laughs> that, was a, that was probably a salary dump for Melvin Ingram. No, I mean, did you, uh, first of all, I love Mike Tomlin, by the way. The, his press conferences are, are amazing. But, yeah, he said we didn't want somebody who felt like they were, gonna, they were being held hostage. <laughs> and I guess he – I mean, I guess Melvin didn't want to be there. So, hey, <laughs> see ya. Adios. I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, well, I mean, what do you think out of those – like, what do you think are, like, some of the bigger stories that, you, that you've been, like, paying attention to? Who, me? Oh, I guess yeah. I'll go ahead. Either one of you two. I was there. <laughs> I haven't heard Sammy talk much. I want to hear much. I want to hear him. So Sammy got <laughs> Sammy shaved all the hair off his face. So I think he forgot like how to speak. Something. I got. I lost all my swag when I shaved he, it off, man. He I did. Just, he had to I go. He had to go. It. He had to go fish a, a, a Red Sox hat. Hang on, cock it to the side a little bit. Look a little swaggy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, do what do you think, I Sammy? I mean, what do you think is going on? What, what's the, what's big right now? Um, I think that Von Miller trade is probably the biggest one. I mean, that's kind of obvious. I mean, you're, you're getting a defense that is already really, really tremendous up front. I mean, honestly, at all four, on all three phases, um, the Rams are, are incredible. And now they're adding a guy who actually has – I didn't think that he was having that great of a season. And then looking into it, I'm like, wow, he's actually having a pretty good season. All things considered that the Broncos weren't as good, but he was kind of still that workhorse on that defense and made that Broncos defense actually respectable to a certain extent. And now you're adding him to a, at a Rams defense that was already just probably top of the league. And I mean, is there any doubt that the Rams are going to go all the way? I mean, it, it's questionable now. I mean, you got the Cardinals, of course, it's going to be really, really tough in that division. And then, you know, with Russell Wilson coming back so late, who knows what's going to be happening in that division. But I mean, the Rams look really set up right now. Their offense is clicking. They finally have a quarterback. They just added an extra body on that D line. The secondary is tremendous as well. I mean, yeah, that thing's that's crazy. You think they're you think they're better than the Cowboys? <laughs> yes. Yes. Somebody call Stephen A, please. <laughs> yes. I mean, that whole cowboy thing is is you know how I am. I'm you know, I'm cowboy number one hater, but you know, it, it does it, it's it's real. The whole that whole thing is real. I mean, they've gotten they've gotten lucky, but you know, when I saw Cooper Rush win against Minnesota, I mean crazy. It was Kirk Cousins. But it was Cooper Rush as well. So it's like, okay, there's something here. There's obviously something here. Like the, the, the water is tasting good in Dallas right now. Jerry Jones is probably staying out of meetings. He's not bothering anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Kellen, Kellen Moore is, is an amazing offensive coordinator. Uh, so he's, I mean, he, to me, he's more valuable to that team than McCarthy is. So yeah, I mean, you could throw me or Victor on that Cowboys team and we'd be able to throw it to Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 really impressive. Um, but yeah, the Rams to me is just I mean, I, I always like to look at a team like, all right, what is what is that team's weakness? So like I, I, I've been asking A-Rod for a lot of weeks, like, you know, what are the what's the Cardinals weakness? I told well, you <laughs> JJ Watt is not a weakness. I mean, he's gone. I think That's it's going to be fine. To me, their bigger concern is making sure Kyler Murray is healthy. And he makes it to the end of the season. Yeah. Because now, it's just like last year, it's just right on script. He's a little banged up in the middle of the season. And, you know, you don't want to see them kind of fall. I but, feel like they're sketchy at running back. 
I mean, yeah. I think they're heavy at running back because they have two talented running backs. But I mean, that just it, it doesn't scream like strength on their team. I, like, yeah. yeah, you got Chase Edmonds, you got James Conner. They both do. You know, one guy gets the goal line touches, the other guy kind of helps the the offense go forward. But I mean, th- there's no power there, right? Like, if you say those names, you're not like, oh crap, like you know, like like you do with Kyler Murray, you know. But when I say Daryl Henderson, I don't I don't feel oh crap either, or Sony Michelle, I don't feel like oh, okay, wow. Like to me, yeah, it's fair. the same situation there. So, yeah. I mean, to me, those. But then it's like you, I know the Bucks secondary is terrible, but like it's still Tom Brady. <laughs> it's like when have you guys ever counted out Tom Brady? You know what I mean? So. Ever. They're still there. I know. I know Aaron Rodgers is going through what he's going through, but he's going to be back. Like, and well, they're I'll, and back tonight. <laughs> apparently, I mean, apparently, I, I didn't know this, but the Packers' defense is actually pretty good. I, I mean, that one caught me off guard. Um, good enough but, to cut Jalen Brown. That's when we forgot. Jen Smith. Jalen Smith. I'm sorry. I, I thought about I, that trash. I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on there. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I don't get that either. That's a that's like a a very good player, and he's not even on the. A team that we always say like the the defense is so so. Could he not read the playbook? Like what? Did, I don't think they even gave like a reason why. I mean that one. I don't know. I don't know. That was that one kind of caught me off guard. But I do want to get to this uh to this OBJ situation if that's okay with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um. So the dad puts out this video on social media, or whatever. Okay. Should OBJ like should OBJ be being should OBJ be vilified for what his dad did? Do you think all do you think this is being handled the right way? I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but I'm kind of like on the fence because I, I I do think maybe he did kind of gave him the okay to plan it because it did happen on the day of the, of the trade deadline. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, did they did he really do anything that we already didn't know? Like I mean, Bob Baker. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like we've been talking about it. OBJ getting traded for like two years now. Like mm-hmm. at some point, you know, and that that goes like you said, Cleveland's going to Cleveland, and they do their they do their thing where they hold on to a guy that doesn't want to be there. You know, you just you just mentioned a, a successful franchise in the Steelers that let a, a decent player go because you didn't want to be there. So you know, you don't want to be here. Then goodbye. Yeah. You know, and that's what you need to do. You need to pick the team over the player and it looks like uh the Cleveland Browns are dumb. They could they I'm surprised they weren't able to get anything from anybody for every contract. It's because his contract it's the eight million that people Bro, don't you want can to get a seventh rounder so easy. <laughs> yeah, I get that. But also if they would have traded if they would have traded them like a year and a half ago when before you know all this stuff got out, they probably might have had more leverage. Now they have no leverage. So mm-hmm. there's not much they can get. Um you know, he's, is he going to get released? I don't know. We'll see. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already, but I, I don't fault OBJ for it at all. He wants out. That team sucks. I don't blame him. Where do you think he goes if he gets cut? New England. No, I don't think that's not, yeah. that's not a Belichick move. I I said, How, that's the most what? classic Belichick move. It's a good Belichick <laughs> Albert move. Hainsworth. <laughs> Albert Hainsworth. Albert Hainsworth, and then name another one. Randy Moss, and then after that, who, who else? Oh, but they, but they weren't they weren't players like OBJ. Those are guys that are like at the end of their careers. OBJ's not at, at Randy the end of his Moss career. was not at the end of his Randy career. He was Corey still Dillon? in his prime. That's it. Corey Dillon. Corey no, Dillon. No, Corey, Corey Dillon's a good one. But other than Corey Dillon and Albert Hainsworth, you're wrong. Why? Albert Hainsworth was at the end of his career. All Antonio guys, Brown. Antonio Brown. Brown. Yeah. He just won a Super Bowl. Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis. All these guys are at the end of their career. When we had Tom Brady, 
and we were winning and people wanted to come to the Patriots, right? Because they were going to contend for Super Bowls. There's no way OBJ signs with the Patriots. I think if anywhere, he's going to go somewhere where he can ring chase. All right. How about this? He goes to the Bucks. I fucking quit watching football. No, I'm the Bucks done. don't have money. Don't have I'm money. So done. I'm <laughs> well, so done. Look at all right. Let's look at the landscape of the AFC. Can we can we do that really quick? Yeah. Besides the Bills, what team scares you? Chargers. Scares you. I mean, they just lost. They just to lost. They just got lost to the Patriots, and they just lost to uh to the Bengals. Not that most good. likely a better team than New England. The Bengals. The Bengals. They don't. None of those teams scare me. Like they're good, but they, who actually scares you besides the Bills? Nobody. So to me, if he w- theoretically, if he would have went to the Patriots, I mean, they have as equal as a shot as the Chargers, as the Bengals, as the Browns, as the Chargers, like as all of them. Like besides, as the Chiefs, given their defense situation, the only <laughs> team that's honestly set up to to make a Super Bowl run in the AFC is the Bills, and we're talking about Bill Belichick, who spent. The better past the last two decades, just owning the Bills, and I'm pretty sure in Bill Belichick's mind, he's not truly scared of the Bills. So, and you look at and you look at the way this offense is structured, they 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 have that intermediate passing game perfectly. They just don't have that one guy over the top, one guy exactly. to make a big play, and one guy to do a little bit extra. Exactly, and it would fit. It would fit. Granted, want, there's a lot of want, issues there. Yeah, they want Jacoby Myers to be the one, but he's not. He's and not let's be. The Bills are all supposed to be like the next Edelman, and it's just it's so so. So so. And Nikhil Harry is a head case. Like look who who they played. Look who the Bills have played. Right. So let's look at their schedule. Who they they lost the Steelers week one, beat the Dolphins, beat the Washington Football Team, beat the Houston Texans, beat the Kansas City Chiefs, played a real team, lost to the Titans. And then beat the Miami Dolphins again. Are you really scared of them? I'm not exactly. And they exactly barely. (laughs) They barely. I, I, I want to second this too because I don't know if like your listeners know this. Vic, Vic, tell your take about uh, Josh Allen. We did this on your episode on your podcast on ours, yeah. But I'm saying for for your listeners, in case they don't know why why Vic brought up this Buffalo Bills situation. He's overrated, and and he he's overrated. The whole team's overrated, but he's the most overrated player in football. I mean, let's be honest. He's not an MVP. He's throwing to really good wide receivers out there. He's got like Emmanuel Sanders. Stefan Diggs. It's not like he's Tom Brady throwing a David Patton, you know? So <laughs> I'm not impressed by him at all. I think he makes dumb mistakes and I don't think he's a pressure quarterback. I think he's good uh, when it's easy for him, but when the, when the going gets tough, he, he struggles. And I, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback either. I'm just saying he's overrated. You know, everybody, you know, giving him goat status already. And he's not the, he's not the best quarterback in the league. He's not the, the fifth best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. I mean, I, I would, I would take Brady. I would take Rogers. I would take um, Kyler Murray over him even. Uh, you know, I know there's somebody I'm moving off the, the list here, but yeah, yeah. definitely and Rodgers. The last if time I you... told you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, in my I, this is a question for all like to three of you to kind of help Vic here with this situation. If I told you a team played the Dolphins and the quarterback threw 42 times, how many yards do you think that quarterback got? I hope 350, 400. <laughs> He got 249 yards <laughs> on 42 pass attempts. Listen, the last time you guys were on, I'm pretty sure it was I, I said this. I said he's more Carson Wentz than whatever they think he is. And Aaron I, and I, and I or something, yeah. Yeah, because to me, the talent is there, but I to me it's it's 
everything around him in Buffalo is perfect. Like it's that's why when when Carson Wentz had that magical thirteen and three season before he you know tore his ACL, we had the best offensive line in football. Lane Johnson was amazing. Brandon uh, Brooks was amazing. Jason Kelsey was amazing. Jason Peters was amazing. We had the best offensive line. On top of that, we had an amazing run game with Garrett Blunt, Jay Ajayi, uh, and um, short guy. What's his name? From Darren Sproles. Oh, then on top of that, we had good weapons on the outside. Uh, Torrey Smith was doing well. Alshon Jeffrey was doing well. Zach Ertz was doing like So to me, that was a perfect situation for Carson Wentz. And the Bills are the same exact thing. They had a perfect situation going around them. And it's not like they have amazing running backs, but they, they're, they're serviceable. They know how to, how to play. Stephon Diggs is, to me, a top seven receiver in the league. Emmanuel Sanders, who, I think me and you were talking about this, A-Rod. Emmanuel Sanders has been to Super Bowls. Like, he's, problem. he's the missing piece to being That's a good, good team. He's that guy. And then, uh, and then uh, what's his name? is very disrespected. Uh, Cole Beasley. He's a very good slot, slot guy, you know? Well, they and, did get Sanders – to replace Beasley. To replace him, but Beasley is still there. And then they have the guy from UCF as well, Gabriel. Uh, and he's pretty yeah. good. Dawson Knox before he got hurt is pretty good. So, you know, they play the Dolphins twice a year. You know, that's two That's two dubs. They play the Jets twice a year. That's another two dubs. And then you got to just try to split with the Bills. I mean, with the, uh, with the Patriots. And then the rest of your schedule is the rest of your schedule. And to me, outside of that Chiefs win, where we now know that defense is terrible, they don't really have a signature victory on their on their uh, on their resume this year. Uh, that Titans <laughs> game, that Titans one was like, yeah, that that they can get got basically. And, and the thing is, like, he has this this aura around him that he's a great deep ball thrower, right? Well, his, his average yards per completion are 16th in the league. His average yards per attempt are 14th in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's not that great uh, of, a, of a deep ball thrower. And, you know, his completion percentage is, is, uh, is up against is 19th in the league. I mean, that's <clears throat> there's, there's 30 quarterbacks in 30, right? 30, yeah, I think 30. Um, 30 quarterbacks in the NFL. He's 19th. He's average. I haven't said he's average. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I – I think he's a little bit better than average, but he's not what what people think he is. And it's it's, it's not it's, a bad man. Yeah, he's not a bad not man. A bad he's not a bad man. He's he's a great runner. You know, he can get the ball to where he needs to get to when you have amazing receivers. But he's not a bad man like that. And me. that's what and saved he his. This. He said this on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> See, in that game against the, the Dolphins, what saved him was his legs, the eight yeah. carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. That's why he ended up with three total touchdowns. So, I mean, yeah, as a passer, like, he's average. He's he's just, the, the, I mean, a little bit better, like you mentioned, a little bit better. But to Vic's point, there's probably 15, 20 other quarterbacks I'd rather take. You know the problem we have as a society right now when it comes to rating uh, players in sports? It's fantasy football. Fantasy football well, if you look at if you're if you're the type of person that only looks at fantasy football numbers to assess exactly. a, a person's play, that you think they're way better than they really are. But when you exactly. actually sit down and watch 60 minutes and actually break down film and break down tape and actually watch the player, you realize, damn, why did he throw that? Oh, damn, he, he this guy was wide open. What was that? But in the fourth quarter, when it's still three to three, and you know he, you know they give him a crease to run for 50 yards. That's five points. So in your back of your head, it's like. Oh, you know, he scored 30 fantasy points today, so he's balling. So that's the problem that we have is that we're so fixated on what we see on fantasy and not actually what we see on the field. And 
that's the problem yeah, personally yeah. Mm -hmm. also we're way off the obj topic too so oh yeah <laughs> i don't even know how we got to josh allen well because we were talking but, about oh, who scared you yeah, in the so, afc yeah. where we, we go but, yeah but back to the topic of that if we go to the nfc now there's like at least four or five teams that are pretty scary and any one of those teams could make a pitch to go try and get obj you want to be on a super bowl contender is that all you need mm -hmm. I mean, there's here. literally five teams in the NFC that are that are legit contenders to me. Uh, I mean, which out of those five, I don't know who has who would want to put up with an OBJ and who has, and you know, brings, like the that brings me to my point about OBJ. He's a fucking head case. You don't want to deal with him. Just like you said, do you think he got with his dad to do this? I 100 percent believe he would do something like that. He's very immature. He's very like the way he carries himself is just I, I don't like it. Is he good on the field? Absolutely, he's good. But, like, when you start poo-pooing on the side, always shrugging, arguing with the fans and shit like that, like, get in the game, bro. Get in the game. Don't kick the ball into the net and it comes back and hits you in the face shit. Like, I have a, all right, a I have a question for you. Clown to me, man. I have a question for you, A-Rod. Hmm. Since he's been with Cleveland, has he done any of that? Because everything that you're saying is all New York shit. He has not done any was, of that. I stuff was arguing with fans in Cleveland, like, the last, like, the game before last. He was arguing with Cleveland's family. They were booing him. And, yeah, he's been pretty quiet. His best friend is there. That's why. That's That was a move on the Browns to say, yo, we, we're in this for you, Juice. We're going to get your best friend and probably the, one of the best receivers in football. But it's not panning out. Just like Jay Kiss said, it's good, but it's not good enough, man. Like, enough, yeah. <laughs> you got to – OBJ to me is just – you got to get him on a team. Like, I feel like where he would excel – and it sounds weird, but like I think the Ravens would be a good spot for him because yeah. they're all young. They all got swagger. They all like to be flashy and shit like that. And that's the kind of guy that OBJ got to play with. He can't play with Eli Manning, who, who's vanilla yogurt. Baker Mayfield can't dance. We saw that stupid video where he did that dumb dance thing. He looked whack. He doesn't have no swag. Like let Baker Mayfield has swag. Let's stop. See, that. I get. I, I really do. I do get your point with the with the swagger part. But I, I feel like if he does go to the Rams, first of all, I don't think it'll happen because of the divisional thing. But it, it just I feel like that would be another situation where he's going to get really sick and tired of not getting any play because they run the ball. Who's the center of that offense? Yeah, exactly. Like the Ravens how, run the football. <laughs> they're a running team. They are. You know, like, and, but, and it's just he's going to get sick and tired of it. I could, but I could also see him as a ring chaser. I could say, like, the Bucks saying, like, yo, we got 20 Tom Brady is the perfect human being. If you want to talk about anybody that will calm him down, it's, it's Tom, Tom Brady. Or Bill Belichick, one of the or, two. Or him. But or is he going to have the patience? Is he going to have the patience? All right, so let's say – let's look at uh, the uh, the yeah, the Pats. Will he have the patience for a rookie quarterback? I don't know, Okay. That's a, a lot. Rookie quarterback, a rookie quarterback who needs a deep threat. That's a lot for Mac Jones to deal with at that age of his, That's true. Age That's of his career. That's a, a lot. lot for a, a young guy to deal with. He he had he had some of the best receivers in college. Now he's dealing with yeah, they were all NFL talent, but they were all not as good talent. There's a difference between college at Alabama with Nick Saban. Mm -hmm. Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time in college sports, maybe sports of all time. You think Nick Saban would put up with any bullshit on the sideline? Absolutely no. not. And that's for Bill. That's for Bill to deal with. Not, Mac, not Jones Mac Jones is a baby. I don't want to do that to this, to this young man. Not yet. Okay. Tom mm -hmm. Brady can deal with it. Matt Stafford could deal with it. 
Aaron Rodgers could deal with it. Um, Patrick Mahomes could deal with it. Trevor Simeon could probably deal with it because Trevor Simeon has legs and, and, and he's been around. But Mac Jones, no. Nah, that's a that's – because, a, you know, Sean Payton doesn't play that shit in New Orleans. So that shit would never fly in New Orleans. But And I know it wouldn't fly with Bill Belichick, but that's – I mean, the Bill Belichick's offense is kind of a running team as well. I mean, if you want to – you want we, to think about we, it. We do. It's more of a spread, though. Yeah, yeah it's more, like what Sammy said. It's more of a spread offense, and I and honestly, I don't, I don't think that there's a huge. I just don't. I don't feel like the Patriots have a huge need at at wide receiver right now, as big as their need is at at cornerback. Uh, um, you know, we need to. Our defense needs to get better before we need to worry about the offense. In my opinion, that's the only way we're going to win games. We're not going to win games because. OBJ is going to take us down the field. Even Brady's first year in the league, it was the defense that carried that team to a Super Bowl. Exactly. As long as Mac can continue to be a game manager, which is what we need him to do, we don't like, you know, like A Rod was saying, we don't need uh, OBJ to come in here and just start mixing stuff up. I'd rather have, you know, a better corner than, um, than you know, I like JC Jackson, but, you know, who's behind him is, you know, Jalen Mills. Um, I'm not really a fan of him on the yeah, but he's he's good he's good in the um in the nickel, but he's not on uh, the slot. He's not great outside one on one. So uh, if we can get that one on one corner, I think we'll, we'll be all right. Also, somebody to replace Hightower. He looks slow this year. You know, maybe a uh, middle linebacker uh, we can fit in there would be nice. But I don't know how many of those guys are going to be on the market. And mm-hmm. another thing is money. We don't really have that much money. So yeah, Bill finally I mean, decided I think this to is a situation. It. If it's if it's a if it's a win win situation, I say bring him in. I mean, what do you, what do you have to lose at this point? The trade deadline's over. You can't really. But who is it a win? For? Is it is it a win for Mac Jones to have to deal with that personality? This this young in his career, where he's having a fine season. They don't, their aspirations right now is to make the playoffs and win a playoff game, and that would be great for Mac Jones. And so, I mean. Th- I know Bill's getting up there in age. He probably wants to add one more ring under his belt. But his big responsibility is to make sure that McDaniels, the next head coach of the, of the Patriots, is set up for success moving on. So I don't think OBJ is a long-term option. So there's no reason to just bring him as a rental. Because, I, I mean, I don't know what value he's going to provide this year that's going to help the team you know, propel them to the Super Bowl. Because I don't think they're ready for that yet anyway. I mean, they can, no. they, they can win a playoff game by all means. But – you know, to, to go all the way and win a Super Bowl or or even make the Super Bowl, OBJ is at this at where OBJ is at in his career right now. He he needs to be like at that. Yeah, it's time for me to start. I want to say he's at the end of his career, but he's because he's only what 27, 28. So as a wide receiver, he's theoretically still in his prime. He's just I, Baker Mayfield is not a good court. I'm sorry, people like to defend him so much. He's not that guy. Okay, he's not that guy. <laughs> Um, so OBJ needs to be in a situation where it's a it's a pass friendly offense, and there's got to be somebody who can get him the football. So, you know, if he gets released and he clears waivers, he has an opportunity to pick where he's going to go. I heavily doubt he'd pick the Patriots to be that team to go to. Uh, he, he needs to be it needs to be like a Green Bay, uh, you know, across the you know across from Devontae Adams. It needs to be like a you know uh, I don't know I don't know the Saints. To me, the Saints would be perfect for him because. Michael Thomas clearly doesn't want to be there anymore. So good, yes. That would be his team now because Michael Thomas he's is going home. to be out the door he's next home year. Too. He's home. Yeah, and it's home. Like, But to me, he's also a diva kind of guy who likes the, the spotlight. So L.A., one of those two L.A. teams. Uh, I've been hearing Las Vegas. Uh, it's kind of replaced Ruggs. 
I can see that. Uh, I, I can honestly see that. Derek Carr is a Derek Carr is such a nice guy. Like he just loves everybody. So I think that would oh, be, oh, oh, be a good spot, Vegas. Yeah, yeah Vegas that is a good, good. That's a good. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. One. So those and Vegas. To, I mean, they're, what are they? Five and two or something like that. So they yeah. they're they're there. Like they're and not. They, a, they're right. there to be like add another player. Like okay, maybe we can start taking this team a lot seriously. So to and me, like you said, James, good for them. His best bet is to stay in the AFC or go to either the the Rams or the Bucks in the NFC. But or the I Packers. Think, I think the Packers is a good option. The Packers would be good too. Yeah, and yeah. I guarantee you, Rogers is like, I'm not going to be here next year if you're thinking about signing. So mm-hmm. they happening. But I mean, what if he does want to be there next year? I mean, it's true. He's having a lot of fun, which is very strange. Like for mm-hmm. a situation like he's having, I own you, and the freaking it is <laughs> all that shit that was happening during the summer. At the end of the day. Once you get on the football field, all that stuff kind of just you just leave that stuff in the past. Like it's like you when you separate business from the sport, the sport is what makes you like that's what you 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 started playing football at three, four years old for that pop warner stuff. Like it's for to get on the field. Like all the, the business side of sports is kind of like is annoying, but you know, once you get past all that, it's it's good stuff. <laughs> Oakland, mm-hmm. lo- Oakland loves flashy receivers too. They went out and got Randy Moss, so mm-hmm. you can see it repeating right there. Yeah, I think that would be good. Let's go. Let's go basketball talk though, because I know Vic wants to talk that. So let's switch over to basketball. As of right now, before you even say anything, Celtics looking pretty damn good against this Miami Heat right now. Got to should have took the six, bro. This is what they do. They 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 do this, and then they're going to end up blowing it in the fourth fourth quarter. But I will say that finally they they decided to uh, put Letney Sith play, and he's uh, he's second on the team in points right now. Two for four from three, by the way. Naismith? Yeah, he's Naismith is a good player, man. He they just he just needs uh playing time. That's it. He's a um, rhythm guy. He's got to find a rhythm, and, and they're not Udoka wasn't giving him much of a rhythm or playing time to find that. Yeah, but he was playing Jay Rich over him, and you know, we know how um how much how well he's doing. But um I I don't I don't understand Tatum shooting. He's over five tonight still. Uh I don't you know. want to ask a question about uh Oh boy, since we're already on the topics already. Mm-hmm. KK, what's up? You want to ask the question about old boy since we're already on the Celtics topic? Oh, we're talking about the Celtics. So what's I mean, guys, what the hell's going on? Marcus Smart saying all this uh all this stuff. Uh Vic just said that Marcus Smart is not a good player. Uh he could replace him with Lonzo Ball and the team would be better. Uh, so I would like all better. What 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 is what is the state? What is the the what is the temperature right now? For my Celtics fans here, like, what, what do you think? What's going on? You know, it's, you know, the worst defense in the league right now, although right now, again, it's still early, but they're playing the hell out of the, this, this, this Miami team, who to me is the best team in the East. But, well, look at this. It's you're looking good so far. So what uh, is it? Adoka? Is it is it is it Marcus Smart? Is it the combination of Jalen Brown and, and Tatum? What is it? What's going on? That is that's that is definitely not it. Uh, it has nothing to do with uh, Tatum and Brown, and the people that that say that are casuals, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> seriously, like they don't watch the games; they don't know what's going on. Because I, I mean that that nothing pisses me off more than Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown can't play together. But um, I think it's a, it's a combination of all those things that you said, KK. Other than J, the Jays not being able to play together, uh, it's a little bit of Adoka's defense, and again, he's he's a first year coach, and this is his eighth game in, in the in the league. So um I, I wasn't I'm not really the biggest fan of him right now, but that could change, you know. 
Um, as far as smart comments, uh, I don't know. There's something about this team where these guys just don't gel. And I don't know if that's Marcus Smart or if that's, you know, all the collection of players they have, but they haven't really gelled for a long time. And, oh, that's a fucking charge. Oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> you curse on it all the time. You're good. <laughs> but, um, so, but, no, I, Marcus Smart has gotten to the level where he's become an, an annoyance to me. What? Uh, some of his decisions on offense are horrendous. And I honestly think that the fact that people continue to say that Marcus Smart's the heart and soul of this team just are so overblown. So overblown, and and our, our games are not made with Marcus Smart and what Marcus Smart does in the game. That's my opinion. Sammy, I want to quote a tweet that I tweeted that I retweeted the other day. Um, obviously, I have the Jason Tatum picture in the back of him complaining a lot, uh, but this tweet was perfect, and it kind of perfectly described how I felt the last week and a half. Is I'm not quitting on the Celtics, but I need some space, so I'm going to sleep on the Grizzlies couch for a few <laughs> nights. So, um, yeah, with that being said, huge John Morant fan, have been since last year. I but love, anyway, besides I love, the point. I am obsessed with John Morant, by the way. That's, that's right. continue. <laughs> um, the, my Celtics take, um, I, I'm going to echo what Vic said, but I'm also going to bring another aspect to it. Um, I don't like Ime Odoka's choices with what he's doing with the team. Um, and I think, and I think what we see now is, Brad Stevens was actually a very, very brilliant coach. That's what, what I was going to say. did in coaching up a lot of these guys and mm -hmm. setting motions for certain players to get them open. And we're seeing a lot of that kind of die down, and we're seeing a new style of defense and then a new implementation of different lineups that we were not used to, right? So Peyton Pritchard hasn't been getting as many minutes as probably he should, but obviously because he's such a liability with the way Ime Odoka plays. So you're losing that shooting, right? That's a guy that comes off the bench that brings a spark that, that, that brings that shooting. He's not getting as many minutes. Jason Richardson is just not doing what I thought he was going to do. Um, he, he's playing okay defense, but overall it's been mediocre. Yeah, um, not with how bad his offense. How shorter, how shorter yeah, and his offense it, exactly. It, it doesn't make up for how bad his his offensive output is, um, and and I think we're seeing a, a sense of entitlement in these guys. Um, not to say that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can't play together, but I think they go into games, and I think we saw it perfectly with um, I, I think the Raptors game, if I'm not mistaken. So they come off such a tight game against the Knicks. They go into the Raptors game. It just looked so flat. They looked very, very flat. I know it was a double overtime game, fatigue, yada, yada, yada. You're professionals and you haven't played in three weeks. You can you can come in and, and, and beat a team that you're definitely way more talented than. You know, you they, are more talented than the Raptors. Did they win and against they did the Knicks? Did they, huh? win against the, did they win against the Knicks? They did not. They did not. This was good. not an opportunity for game. you to make this And it was a great game, and they got all the hype. Everybody got the hype. Jalen Brown got the hype. Jalen Brown got sick, COVID, all this other stuff. They're saying COVID is affecting him. Who knows? I don't care. What COVID. I see – what I see – COVID is real, but what I see on that court, I don't see the energy. And it seems like they want to just go into, into these stadiums and even try and – because even Boston is not scaring anybody anymore. It used to. Yeah. Going into Boston used to scare people. But the way these guys play, like look at what the Bulls game. They go up by 20 points, and they're just trying to chill. And you've got this Bulls team that is a bunch of veterans that, that really want this this year. You know what I mean? They brought a really good crew, and I'm me and Vic are very – I was high on the, on the Bulls. Vic, Vic wasn't at first, but now he's kind of coming along on it. Um, 
and 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 they scratch back and they come back and, and they win by 14 and it, the energy it's just something wrong with like Vic said there's something wrong with they're not gelling and 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 there's I don't know. I, I, it's just the energy is not there. They're they're entitled. They think they can go in. They have all this hype, and they think they can go in and just win a game easy. And yeah, that's, that's the way I, I feel too. Zane. It just feels like not not that they're not trying because of course they're trying. They're professionals, but it just feels like I don't know how to say it. They're soft, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> can I give a tape? Uh, yeah. The Knicks also beat the Bulls too, so I just want to throw that out there. Um, so did the Sixers. I lost so, money on that last. So night. did the Sixers, but okay, you know, but we beat the Sixers too, so I just want to throw that out there too. Um, <laughs> anyway, fine, dude. Just don't, don't get. I'm it. winning everywhere. What I want to get at is though is with my Marcus Smart thing. I think he's like the longest tenured Celtic there now. I know how Al, Al Horford's back, but he's been around with some other teams. But he's, he's been cheating. <laughs> yeah, he's been cheating around. He's been he's been with some other teams. Um, and they thought he got he paid in Philly, so Boston let him was like, all right, go ahead, go get paid. Absolutely. <laughs> but like they thought that Al Horford would be like that father, the glue, all of that to bring back. But Marcus Smart has the biggest mouth of them all. And I think by him making those comments, it kind of starts to light a fire under people's asses and being like, yo, you know, he's right. We're we're better than this type of thing. And Vic, you're muted. We can't hear you. So it's all good. Probably talking to the wife, anyways. All but right. um, you're good. But I just think, like, that's a good person to have on your team. I think the way that he carries himself, his tenacity, all of that, he doesn't have to be the best guy on the court, but I do think he is the heartbeat of that team because I don't see it in Jason Tatum. He's a great player. I just don't see him as vocal about things. Like, him and Jalen Brown are too relaxed. They're too buddy-buddy off the court. I mean, if you if you look at on the court, Al Horford is actually very, very vocal with that defense. And the splits with him off the court and on the court, because he has missed a couple games, their defense is like – our defense is bad, but when he, it's especially bad when he's not playing. <laughs> yeah, but, but Marcus Smart is throwing his body on the ground. He's all over the place. He's well, just he very, hasn't this year. Yeah, this year I know, I guess so. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't care about the Celtics, but I like Marcus Smart. So if you get rid of him – Please send him my way. I'll be okay with that, dude. Can I say yeah. one thing? Because I remember I, I talked about this early this year, like in January or February. And I said it before, and it started to me, history is repeating itself again. Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker. It's the same thing to me. Like they're both and they both want to be alphas because they both have the talent to be alphas, right? But one of them's got to go. I'm sorry. And I know, Vic, you say, you know, they, 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 they should work together. They, it's like, your turn, my turn. Your turn, my turn. Your turn, my turn. They, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's, it's, not like, it's within not like the flow the of the game to me. But that's, yeah, that's a different personnel issue to me, though. That is, that, the fact that the reason that that happens is that the Celtics don't have a primary ball handler that can facilitate the offense like it should be, like a Chris Paul yeah. Well, they got Schroeder though. Stop. Schroeder, 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 known as a pass first point guard. I'm talking like Alonzo Ball, yeah. like like a Chris Paul, um, you know, even Lamelo a little bit. But you know, somebody like that that that's this is sec is scoring is secondary to them. You know, mm -hmm. finding the right play is the first thing that that, that they want to do. So, so and the Celtics, if you look at the Celtics point guards, we haven't had that since Rondo left, Rondo. right? So we're, we've we've only had you know we've had Kyrie Isaiah we've Thomas. had Kyrie Rozier Isaiah Thomas uh, Kemba Walker, Walker. Uh, all score first all score first point guards even on the bench there they haven't really been past first point guards so 
that's in my point the issue i don't think it's the issue with the with the tails because right now you're, you're right kk it is a little bit my turn your turn my turn right now i agree with you on that but i don't think that's their fault as much as it is, is their their lack of ability at this time to be playmakers themselves so i mean tatum's gotten a, a little bit better brown has improved every year on his playmaking but neither of them are at the level of you know like uh you know like a lebron james kd you know, so, well, you get two best players in the league. Like, <laughs> I mean, in terms of playmaking, not in terms of like scoring yeah. and all that. But in terms of being a wing wing player that's that's able to also play make um, and make their play make players around them better. Now, if I did have to choose between one of them at this point, I mean that's that's like a that's a real Sophie's choice right there. It's not as easy as people think. Thinking that you know my answer would be Tatum. I think Brown has the ability to be the best shooting guard in the league. I said it last year. He impressed me. Yeah, impressive. I think when we're what we're seeing with Jalen Brown is we're actually seeing a crazy progression in his offense, which was Mm -hmm. very inconsistent early on. Now that he developed a little bit of a jump shot and he has the explosiveness, he scares people. And the fact that he can play much better defense than Jason Tatum is, and not from a fact that of skill wise, it's just Mm -hmm. Tatum just lacks on defense and that, yeah. that's nothing against him he's a scorer right that's that's his thing and he's you not see that with scores but i see jalen brown more he can even if he develops more can develop into like a Kawhi leonard like that type of that type of wing player well the so, difference is that Kawhi leonard came into the league as a super defender. lockdown defender already and then the offense came and his offense is like was surprising right Jalen well, Brown, Brown was what, Jalen Brown's was a very defender. good defender, but he's not a Kawhi Leonard kind of defender. But he also wasn't a shooter. That that is true. That is true. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not gonna lie, Jalen Brown. Because if you would have asked me a year ago who had if I had to pick between the two, I would have taken Jason Tatum every single day of my life. Now, I mean, I'm this game is on right now. Tatum has zero points, and they're up what 12, 18. So I don't. And, know what... <laughs> and another thing, like so, you know, saying that the Jays can't play together, they. They lead uh, in terms of. I'm, gonna, I'm just looking at three man lineups here. The 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 top three man lineup and plus minus in the league right now is Jason uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Robert Williams. That's the best three man lineup in the NBA. So it, well, there's, a, many... there's a record too when they score thirty plus points a piece that they're they're like I, I don't I forgot what the record is but they they have a crazy really good record when they both score thirty together. So in a perfect world because. We, I think, I think we all agree they probably need like a real point guard, like a true point guard, right? Mm-hmm. Who's available? Like, who do you think right now? Like, don't say Lonzo or whatever. Who do you think would be like a good guy to go like trying to play for right now that that would actually be available? There's I nobody. Right There's nobody right now. That's available. Ricky Rubio. No, I see. No, Ricky, Ricky Rubio is not the the score that we need. I think. About, uh, I got one for you. What about uh, Murray from? The Spurs. John said they he's he lacks in he lacks in three his three-point shot isn't great, so he'll kind of mess up the spacing a little bit. I, I don't want another Ronda. I don't think that that's what we need. I, I think we need like honestly he wants a true point guard, but he doesn't want a true point guard. I'm so confused. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused. Uh, what do you, what do you want? Dick wants a guy to come out and play. He's good at threes, he's good at assists, he's good at it all. No, I just want somebody that, that's not gonna mess up spacing. Because that's another big issue for this team last year was spacing, and that's why they went out and, and you know were able to get uh, Al Horford. But I mean, if I'm looking here, I'm just looking down the list of, of guards here. Let's see. You should have got Mike Conley. Is what you should have did. 
Conley would have been great. Yes. That, that, been great. that there you go. That's the guy. That's the kind of guy. But I mean, Utah would be stupid to come off of him. So somebody, yeah. but somebody of that kind of caliber. Like, you know how like um they they uh the Milwaukee went and got Drew Bledsoe. I mean not Drew Bledsoe, uh, uh Drew Bledsoe. Holiday. Uh, like that, oh, that would be that would be great too. Yeah. I said Murray because like you know he's gonna be available. They're, the Celtics are young, he's a young player. Uh, he's good off the ball. He's good score. He's pretty good at defense. Like I think he can do it all. Like the three point shot is, is his is his defense, right? I mean that's I think that's what like his his thing is. And he's he's able to score. So and I'm like his stats because I don't only remember him from last year. Let's see how he's doing this year. Um, so his field goal percentage is 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 all right. Three point percentage is fine, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it, in the perfect world, we would have gotten Lonzo in this offseason, in my opinion. That would have been the perfect point guard other than Chris Paul that would have fit in this team. Because Chris Paul also brings that, you know, shut the hell up better mentality too, yeah, right? He, that, that's what you got. Because I know you're saying DeJounte, that's what they don't need. They don't need another young guy in the locker room. They need like a 31-year-old point guard, like, a you know, who's been there, done that, been around been around Kyle teams. Too. Yeah, Kyle Lowry would have been... Kyle Lowry would have been good. <laughs> I would have, I would, we should have traded Kyle Lowry for Kemba Walker straight up. Thank you. I like him. I like him with the Knicks. Keep him here. <laughs> Kemba Walker. Cool. Yeah, you I had that one game. Point to that. Yeah, I don't care if he scored three points last night. That's okay, man. That's, that's Look, I, all this Knicks stuff, man, y'all, y'all are only five and three. Like, I don't know what everyone's talking yeah, about. Sure. Bing bong, the Knicks Dang. are here. They got a five and freaking three. Get out of here. I'm, t- I'm, they I'm, look, they I'm look sorry. Good, bro. <laughs> They look good. I don't care, man. So they're going to go 41 and 41. Everyone's going to be bing bong. You know, what did I tell you beginning of the season? I said, all you got to do is win a series. And I'm happy with that. Win a series and I'm okay. Go to the promised land is even better. But a series is all I want. Okay. I'm a realist. I I don't think y'all better than Chicago. I don't think you guys are better than uh, Miami. I don't think you guys are better than Brooklyn. The Jets Jets are going to get waxed tonight, and the Knicks (laughs) are going to make the playoffs. You heard it here first. Miami's real good. Sammy, let me ask you this. We we talked to the over-unders at the beginning of the the season. Would you still take the the Celtics over, or would you cash that ticket in right now for for 50 cents on the dollar? (laughs) Cash that ticket in. Okay. (laughs) All right, let's go to another topic. Let's go to another topic. Or, or whatever you're gonna say, finish up, Vic. No, no, I would just, I would still, I would still hang with him. I'm not, I, I'm not throwing off the set yet. I think there's still moves out there. And I the only reason I say that is because I'm riding high on the Chicago Bulls pick that I took in the beginning of the year. So I, I'm pretty sure I took that with you. Let's you take. Sure? Uh, you say you didn't like it. Let's stay uh, on the Bulls. Let's stay, on the, let's stay on the Bulls. Uh, Scottie Pippen. Probably mm. Michael Jordan's greatest teammate of all time. Besides, he's not a Michael Jordan fan anymore. Uh, he says LeBron's better. What y'all make of it, man? I mean, it's not even just, I mean, all right, this whole Scotty thing, I've been following it closely for the last five, six years, actually, because Scotty's been, Scotty has been trying to get his get back for a long time now. And now the world is, because of the last dance, the world is finally listening to Scottie Pippen because Scottie Pippen is, to me, one of the most disrespected uh, stars that the NBA has ever had. In the entire, in the entire ent- entirety of the National Basketball Association, there has not been one superstar or one star or one player in the NBA who's more disrespected than Scottie Pippen. And here's why. Um, 
Michael Jordan is obviously one of is one A or one B for me. He, depending on the, the the side of the bed that I wake up on, and for me is I've I've seen I saw I I paid close attention as far as like knowing what I was looking at when I was watching basketball. The last I would say the last two or three championships that he had in Chicago, and I've seen the whole entirety of LeBron's career, uh, the whole entirety of uh, of of Kobe's career. So Michael Jordan is is right there. And to me, LeBron James is right there. And just a hair below them is Magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant. And then just a hair below them is Tim Duncan and Shaq. So, you know, I'm, I, this is how I feel, okay? Now, yeah. so Michael Jordan would have still went down as that, you know, still, no matter what. Because he would have figured out, I don't think he would have went 6-0, and but he would have figured out how to get a couple rings here and there. He would have figured it out without Scotty. But what Scotty did for Michael Jordan he would he literally because Michael Jordan was doing too much early on in his career. He had to guard the best player. He had to score 35 points. He had to, you know, he was saying people were doing crack in the locker room. He had to get the guys to stop doing that. He had <laughs> to go pick up somebody, pick up like a teammate's kid from school because, you know, he had one of his teammates probably had a gambling addiction. He had to do everything on top of the fact that he had all the endorsements and everything. And he did pretty well doing that. But every year, what was happening? First round exit, first round exit, swept, 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 all that stuff, right? Here, in it comes Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen will guard you, the guard the other team's best player. Welcome back. Scottie, Scottie Pippen was the leading assister for the team. Scottie Pippen was the you know the length that anchored the defense. He was literally like LeBron James light. Like he was, he was LeBron James before LeBron James. Before yeah. LeBron was before LeBron was a thought. Scottie Pippen was doing that already, right? And that made Michael's job easy. Hey, Mike, all you got to do is go score 45 because Scott is going to go. He's gonna, remember, all right, the, the, the NBA finals against the, against the Los Angeles Lakers. Game one, the Lakers destroyed him because Magic Johnson killed him because Michael Jordan was guarding my, Magic Johnson. But Michael Jordan had to go score 40 and, uh, and guard Magic. So what did they do game two? They put Scotty on Magic Johnson and the rest is history. And that was the, that was the secret sauce. Then they went and got, uh, you know, Dennis Rodman, who's averaging 17 rebounds a game for like five, six years in a row. Then they got Ron Harper, who's going to lock you down on defense and uh, uh, in the perimeter as well. They built a perfect team around Michael Jordan. And the way the media became, because at that time, I always said the media romantic, because there was no social media at that time. So they romanticized stories and players a lot more. And the way the media has always defended Michael Jordan is as if he literally walked on water. Like I've heard, I hear Skip Bayless's of the world and the Stephen A. Smiths and all these people literally like I've heard, I think I heard um, Skip Bayless say that Michael Jordan could have fought a bear, like that kind of stuff. And that kind of old school writing is what was in what, what, what people remember. That's all they know. Yeah. Michael Jordan could do anything, but they didn't realize the impact that Scottie Pippen had on that team. And Scottie Pippen, Watched that Last Dance documentary, and it wasn't a Last Dance documentary. It was a Michael Jordan documentary that was used to shit on everybody that Michael Jordan ever played with. And, you know, you would think all these years later, Michael Jordan would have an appreciation for mm-hmm. all the stuff that all his teammates did. But it didn't, it didn't come across as that. He was blaming Horace Grant for this. He was blaming Scottie Pippen for that. He was punching Scott, uh, Steve Curry in the face. He was doing everything but hype up his, te- his teammates that he played with. And yeah. and Scotty has every reason to feel how he's feeling right now. 
on the same token, in the back of my head, I'm like, bro, just let it go. <laughs> just, just, do yeah. you, you were disrespected then. You're going to be disrespected now. You're going to be disrespected for the rest of your career. And you adding fuel to the fire, I would keep bringing it up. It, it doesn't make you look good because at the end of the day, all they're going to do is go back to what Michael Jordan said. Yeah. You didn't want to go shoot that. You didn't want to inbound the ball to Tony Kukoc. Yeah. You had the migraine game. Yeah. You, you, you know, you stayed hurt longer than you should have because you didn't want to, because your contract situation. And that's all they're going to do because when you are so in support of a player and you want to defend that player, mm-hmm. you find every way to bring down everything around like everybody else. So, you know, like when people talk about LeBron and Jordan debate, instead of hype, instead of taking all the positive things about both players, they, they say everything wrong about, Oh, LeBron passed the ball here. Oh, LeBron, Michael will never do that. You know what I'm saying? And that's the, and that's the problem that Scotty's having right now, because it's like, damn, I was there too. Like, as my, as great as Michael Jordan is and, and, and was on the 75 list, man. Like, yeah, like it, that's he's not that's beside here. that's besides the point. And also, it, like yeah. he knows if if I was not there, there's I don't I if I'm if I'm Scotty Pippen, this is what I'm thinking. If I wasn't there, I heavily doubt that this man was gonna win six rings because it would impo- it's it's hard to win by yourself, it's impossible. <laughs> you can't guard the best player and score 40 points exactly. You can't, it's impossible. It's hard. Like that's really hard to do. So Scotty has every right to feel how he feels, but I think he just, he needs to just let it go. That's also, Michael Jordan's like a terrible person, like in real life. He is. Yeah. A real bad guy. He is. So I, mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I've said my piece. It's, it's, it's annoying. The whole thing is annoying, but yeah, but go ahead. No, I'm with you on that. I agree. I think Scotty Pippen was, like you said, it was LeBron before LeBron and, you know, um, and uh, Magic Johnson was, uh, you know, Scottie Pippen before Scottie Pippen. Yeah, uh, it's it's crazy how people have thought like the point forward is this new thing. No, it's been around for a while. Um, you know, people yeah. just didn't call it that. But you know, Scottie Pippen was a great player, and, and also humble beginnings, right? University of Central Arkansas, uh, not really known as a as a basketball <laughs> powerhouse, but um, you know, really came up the hard way. <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> They're definitely not a basketball. <laughs> Until that last dance documentary, I was like, "Where did you go?" <laughs> uh, I love how nice you were being with that, though. <laughs> they have a good engineering program, though, in agriculture. So, <laughs> but no, yeah, I, 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 I don't think that that those championships don't happen for a lot, like a lot of reasons. Uh, if it wasn't for Scotty and. Well, obviously, Dennis came and kind of rejuvenated that team. But um, that, that that first three-peat, I mean, that was all Scotty. That was all Michael. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, without Scotty Pippen, I don't think he has. Uh, he has six rings now. Yeah, But also, I, without Michael Jordan, I don't think Scotty has six rings either. So. Without Michael Jordan, I don't think Scotty has any rings. That's the difference. Yeah. But still, like, I don't know. It's just the, the way that the – way I, I understand how great Michael Jordan is and was and all that stuff. But the way people make it seem as if everybody around him was, was trailer trash and terrible. I would have, I would take serious offense to that too. Like I would, un- I understand everything that Scotty is saying because like, yeah. damn, I, yeah, wasn't, I, mean, I wasn't terrible. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, these guys talk about their teams back then, like they weren't super teams, but let's be honest, the Celtics in the late eighties was a super team, right? The Celtics the, in the 60s were a super team. <laughs> I, mean, I don't count the 60s, but the Celtics in the 80s, like yeah. Larry Bird, Havlicek, Robert <laughs> Harris, uh, DJ, 
That was a super team. The, the, the Lakers. Lakers. <laughs> Bill Walton. <laughs> Uh, that was a super team. Magic Johnson, uh, you know, you had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, James these, these Worthy. Are, James Worthy. These are freaking super teams. Yeah. And also, Michael Jordan had a super team, too. I mean, he, he really did with that, with, with that Bulls team. And with lots of those Bulls teams, I think every single one that won the championship was, was great. I mean, you had Steve Kerr on that team, who was, a, who was one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. Who is one of the greatest three-point shooters of all he time. He has the highest three-point field goal percentage of all time. Exactly. Exactly. Still. Still, <laughs> that's insane. I mean, you have uh, Scotty Pippen, uh, John Paxson wasn't a slouch when he was there. Uh, you know, Bill Cartwright, BJ Ops, yeah, uh, Grant when he was there. Uh, like you said, Dennis Rodman, I mean, not really known for his offensive skills, but he's he's great too. I mean, there's a list of guys on this team that I think a few of them are on the 75, a few of his uh, former teammates, not just Scotty, but yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, Bob Myers want to say that LeBron, I think, is better than than, uh, than Michael is talent wise. Let's be honest, but um, I completely agree with everything uh, Sky says. He needs his respect. I I agree too. I think when you look at that last dance documentary, they even poo put on the dead GM like the whole time. That's all they did the entire time. Yeah, and. When I saw that, I, like it gave me a bad taste in my mouth because I really enjoyed those Bulls teams as a kid. I hated watching them beat the Knicks, but you had to respect the way they played basketball. Everybody knew their role. Luke Longley was no dominant. Like that was an error for a dominant center. And Luke Longley was just like a slob. And even Michael Jordan was like making fun of him throughout the documentary. He's like, I remember there was a game against Utah. He had 11 points and six rebounds in the first half. I was like, yeah, that's how you get it done. And we lost, and he had 11 points and six rebounds. And I was like, I'm never passing you the ball again. Like, you just shit on him on national TV on that, man. Like, I get it's a funny story, but I didn't think I could hear one nice word out of Michael Jordan's mouth the entire time. And I don't blame that on Mike in a way. I kind of blame it on the way that I'm pretty sure there's so much commentary they had. And I bet you, like, they took all of this and were like, oh, we can make this, call it the last dance about how the team was falling apart and cater it to Michael Jordan and then not realize they're going to hurt a lot of people's feelings because I bet you Mike and Scotty have like a decent relationship out of this. And this is definitely, definitely tarnished it now. That's not what I heard. Uh, yeah. No, I, I heard they, they hate each other for years. I, uh, I wouldn't say hate, but I heard they never really just, yeah, man, they, they were click, like they, they were, they don't play golf together. That's yeah. the, you know, yeah, exactly. So but, yeah. but even like that, like it was just, it was yeah. just a very, it was entertaining. It was a great series to watch. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, it did Scotty no justice. It made everybody feel sad for Scotty. And then mm -hmm. you don't got to feel fat, bad, bad for Scotty. Scotty's a millionaire. Scotty got money. Scotty had a bad wife that was outside. Scotty got a kid that's going to the league. Scotty's yeah. got a lot of things going on for him. His wife and left him for like some kids. Who cares, bro? Scotty get another baddie. She'll be outside too. But the but the point is, is like, like you said, without no Michael Jordan or without Scotty Pippen, there is no Michael Jordan. And even vice versa. Scotty needed Michael to come back because he couldn't take down the Knicks. He couldn't take down the Rockets. He couldn't take none of those guys down. And it's like a symbiotic relationship. It just sucks that it's not a storybook ending like we want. Um, and it takes a bigger man to, to appreciate things. And that's when I think LeBron retires and he's out of the league. He's going to have so many memories of great players he played with. And you see his relationships. Him, D. Wade, and Chris Bosh, and Car Carmelo Anthony, they're like gay for each other. They're super gay for each other. And it's great. It's a great thing. And everybody back then is like, oh, that's not how we play basketball. Beerland Beer would punch someone in the face. And I didn't like this guy. Like, no, man. That bothers me so much. Like, yeah. 
they Damn, vilify people. they vilify that guys get along. Like, yeah, what kind yeah. of what kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> you can you can be competitive yeah. and still like the guy you play against. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's respect. Yeah. I like him. He's my friend. He comes here at Thanksgiving, but I'm gonna put his ass in the dirt when yeah. we play against each other. So mind you, Michael is playing golf with Charles Oakley and playing golf with cards with this guy and that. Guy. I mean, I don't know. It's just the 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 way that these old timers talk about new basketball. It's like, bro, like let that shit go. We get it. You want to protect your name, you protect your your era, and that's because that's what everyone's gonna do. Yeah, back in my day, we would never do that, and that's what's gonna keep happening. In twenty years, gonna be doing the same thing with. With uh, with Luka Doncic, when Luka Doncic is running the league for like forever, it's like, yeah, man. Luka, back in my day, we would never let Luka, you know, do that little fadeaway thing. But no, it's so it's just the whole thing is just it's annoying. It's just because the report that uh, Scotty said, you know, Michael agreed to do the documentary when LeBron James came back from that three-one uh, deficit against uh, against Golden State because he wanted yeah. to remind the world that he was still Michael Jordan. Which let me know, yeah, this is not a Bulls documentary. This is not. Yeah, no. This is Michael Jordan's documentary that he's he's putting out there under the Bulls name. And I don't know the, the stuff that they were saying. I'm like, right, bro, you gotta calm down. So, Sammy, I don't know what you think about this, but it's you know, it's this. It's it it's to me, it all of it's just It was an immature <laughs> documentary. It was very immature. Yeah. You, you guys mentioned a lot of things that I pretty much agree with. I, I agree with pretty much everything that was said here about Scotty. But to, to one thing to note about the documentary, I think it took a lot for Michael Jordan to include that one segment on Scotty Pippen. And the fact that even if it was only like 10 minutes long, the fact that they documented Scotty Pippen's career and showed how good he was and showed how he was a point guard, ended up getting a growth spurt and becoming this you know, six, eight, six, nine, you know, point forward like that for Jordan to include that. I think that says a lot about how much Jordan actually does respect. Now, will he ever come out and say that? Of course not. He's competitive as shit. That's how Jordan is. He'll never say anybody's good. <laughs> but, but did Jordan uh, I do, I do think, Huh? Are we sure that was Jordan who, who did that? Or was that the ESPN sure. people who did I'm that? I'm pretty sure he had his hands all over that thing. Oh, yeah. And like, I, I don't want to get off topic here, but can we talk about how ridiculous it is that Dennis Rodman is in the top 75 NBA players of all time? Yeah. Is Ben Wallace on that list? Does, that, does anybody else think that's crazy? Or Howard is being on that Isn't list. Dennis Rodman and Ben Wallace like the same player? Folks, what? I said, isn't Dennis Rodman and Ben Wallace like the same player? <laughs> Dennis Rodman, how many, wait, Ben Wallace Dennis, has four DPOYs, right? Am I mistaken? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and he has he has uh yeah has a career average of seven point three points per game. His, <laughs> his career high was eleven point six points. Just per like game. Ben Wallace. <laughs> like just he okay yes I get it he grabbed a lot of rebounds that was amazing but does he belong on the seventy five greatest players of all time? Does he belong on there with like you know people that have changed the way the game is played? Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Okay but, yeah we're on this. Can we talk about this real quick? Yeah because there are the way they did that list. The, the the 50 that made it the, the original list, they made sure that the same 50 came on. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the worst idea ever because they made it seem as if there couldn't be better players than those first 50. Like, Dwight Howard is not on that list. And I'm sorry. That, I, don't care what, I don't care what anybody says because I, I, I was living in Orlando when Dwight Howard was there, and I watched yeah. firsthand. Dwight Howard is one of the greatest centers in the history of basketball. 
Yeah. And what he did in that 09 season to I get think there, Shaq would admit finals, that too. What's up? I think Shaq admitted that too. Yeah, like what he did. I mean, for him, what they did to get to that finals against against uh against uh Kobe, mind you, you know, they, they lost. Their you guys shot forty per, or the Orlando Magic shot forty percent from three against the Celtics. I want it to be known. <laughs> That's how they won. Yes. They were overmatched when they got to the to the finals, but damn, that seemed like the, that was supposed to be our LeBron versus Kobe uh, NBA Finals. And they made the Cavaliers, who were the best team in the East at that time, they made the Cavaliers look not that great. LeBron was averaging 40 a game, and it didn't matter. Like, Dwight was unstoppable. He was doing it on all at both ends of the floor. Like, he was the most unstoppable player at that moment in the National Basketball Association. For him not to be on that list, and I understand they put – they, like all those Celtics players, you know, no offense to you guys, but all those old guys who made the list from like 1970-65, they were just on the list because they played for the, the, the best team in the, in, the, in, the, in the country at that time. Oh, I mean, some of those guys were good. If we're talking about like Sam Jones. Some of and- those guys were good. But same thing with the Knicks, the 73 Knicks. Like this Dave the, the Boucher or something. Well, I forgot the guy's name. Like, I look, Say his name with respect. When I look at the stats, I'm like, bro, he having 16 and 9. He made he he made he, he was never an all pro like Dwight Howard has been all pros, DPOYs, all star appearances, finals appearances. Like he carried that Magic team. And to, to those guys' defenses, those lists weren't around until somebody in the eighties was like, "Oh, let's make a list of guys." But let so, but why are those fifty that were on the original fifty? Why are they automatically have to be on the? I, don't think, they, I think they just they they are on there because they were that good. I mean, all hey, fifty of them. I think like, I think KK is right. Like some guys, you got to omit from that because players get better, players develop, and they get better. Would you rather have Dave DeBush if they did if they did a fifty-one best fifty-one? Would you rather KD on that list or would you rather Dave DeBush on that list? I think they, I think it would. Like, who would you take? Who would you take off the list? And I, I I already know I would take Dennis Rodman off and and put in Dwight Howard. But um, you know, I, there's some of these guys I have no idea who the hell they are. Dolph Shaves. Dolph. Um, all right. Did you know, did you know that George Mikan, who is a center, okay, he's a center. His career field goal percentage is forty percent. A uh-huh. center against guys that were way shorter than him because at that time there were not that many tall people in the NBA. And his career field goal percentage is forty percent. Like he he's he has a total of like eight thousand points. Like I like they they're so hung up on the on people's names rather than the actual production. Like. And I understand George Michael's one of the, but he's all he is is one of the first. That's all he is. And to me, they're so hung up on we got to keep some of these firsts on there. But like Tracy McGrady, like what? All right. And I love Damian Lillard, but what has Damian Lillard done that Tracy McGrady didn't do? No, Dame. I agree. Dame. Dame doesn't. Dame shouldn't be on there either. Like what? It and I know I love Anthony Davis. What has Anthony Davis done to des- to deserve to be on that list over Dwight Howard? Most injuries. He's definitely on the injury list. It's just know, to me, it's like that list is just. I who, I don't know who votes. I don't know how what the criteria is, but to me, it's like I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't a fan of how they did the list, and I don't know. I don't know. My thing is, why is my, my thing is like you got Steve Nash on there, which is, I guess that's fine, but you know. He's Steve Nash was great, but he also played for like four, like four teams, you know. In his he's career. still fourth but, all time in assists. Um, <laughs> Who was it, Steve Nash? Oh. Yeah, he's fourth yeah. all time in assists. You got to give him that. 
Yeah, okay. I guess I don't have as much of a problem with. I was looking at Damian Two-time too. MVP too. Two time yeah, like, MVP. Back to back. Like Damian Lillard's really good. Like really good. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't see if I feel like he should be on this list. I don't really remember watching Gary Payton that much, but should he be on this list? Was he just like a uh, nine time All Star, nine time All NBA? I guess. But there's all, an yeah. argument for a to lot me, of players. If you're getting on all NBA teams, great. Like to me, that's because All Star is, is fan voting, right? But all right. NBA appearances, that means a lot to me. So I understand if you're an eight-time, nine-time, ten-time All-NBA player, fantastic. And, do, I mean, Gary Payton is one of the greatest defensive point guards of all time. Uh, you know, he – I think it's, 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 it's tough when we talk about players who haven't, like – because he won his championship with Miami when it was, like, at the end. So yeah. we talk about guys who didn't win championships early on. It's like, okay, we don't – how good were you? But, you know, you played in the 90s, it was Jordan years. You played in the 80s, you're either Boston or, or – or uh, or uh, the Lakers. So it's like team team success doesn't really mean too much to me when it comes to those lists. But you know, there's some individuals on there who I'm, I do question that that benefited from team success. So yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, like, and I don't want to get too much into the into the uh, list. But the only the only Celtic I took umbrage with was Robert Parish. I love Robert Parish, but you know. Uh, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd throw him on a top 75 of all time. I think it's because he played with Larry Bird because he played with um, Kevin McHale, you know, but I agree. It is what it is. I agree. <laughs> all right. But, let's, uh, let's, let's swing it, man. We're on basketball too much. Let's go baseball real, real quick since we got to wrap up the show. So yeah. baseball, I think everybody is happy except for KK a little bit, because we, we do want Dusty Baker to win a, a world series. It has to happen. Just, Why'd you have to choose the Astros? It was like a, we need to clean up the culture here. Dusty's a nice guy and whatever. But Braves I do beat, hate the yeah. Braves as well. That that has a lot to do that, with it. Yeah, <laughs> that does, that does play into it. Yeah, I, I just don't like the cheaters, man. I'm not a fan of them. And, and you guys are baseball cheats. Yeah, if you say so. All right. Anyways, uh, Braves win. Um, what's y'all's takeaway of that? Because I look at it like a like a Nationals type of thing, a Cinderella type story. You lose mm-hmm. your best player, and you go out and get three decent outfielders, I would say, decent. Because Soler in the regular season, he ain't hitting no 250. I love the guy. I love him. Uh, but he came alive. Eddie Rosario, like, he's You told a, me to keep him on my fantasy team, punk. <laughs> <laughs> and then Adam Duvall, man. Adam Duvall's got a good glove and a, and a decent bat, but he Ks a lot. And – he he came alive, man. All three of them panned out to to Okuna not being there. So it, it's 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 a great story for me, man. I, I love it. I love watching it happen. So what do y'all what do y'all takes away from the World Series? Uh, I'm just glad that the Astros lost. I have nothing else to say about it. I'll have Sammy Cook on that. Um, I think one of my biggest takeaways is something that um, something that we had touched on. I think the first time we were on your show. Um, and it, it, it was weird to me seeing these scores in the World Series and, and, and actually looking at the starting pitchers and not the starting pitchers didn't have like terrible outings, but then you would see these games that would end like nine to six, mm-hmm. seven to five. And I don't know. I, I just think you're in a situation now baseball is changing and I think baseball is changing for people. It's, it's actually changing for the fans. And I know we poo pooed the whole situation of, you know, launch angle and all this stuff, but man, 
if people didn't watch this World Series, they they should go back and watch a couple of those games because you were in for a treat. It was it was exciting. You had all those home runs, all like it was it was back and forth. Um, those guys were hitting rockets, man. <laughs> like that's so their home fast, run was man. was incredible. Um, but yeah, you know, I was really down on on the whole batting average thing across the league. But seeing how the World Series panned out, I'm like, okay, this There's was hope. actually really entertaining. There's hope. There's hope for it, man. That's what I felt. So Laren, my book is a 270 hitter when he wants to be, but he batted 315 or 316, whatever it was, and won MVP. So you put your mind to it, you can be that player every day. It's just Andy. They lost their best player, right? In Acuna. Yeah. So I mean, what a what a you know what a, what a story that uh, that the uh, Braves made this season. I mean, think about it. Everybody talks about parity in sports. I feel like baseball is starting to get there where there's so much parody every year about who's going to win the, other than, you know, the Astros being in the, in the um, league championship series. But other than that, you know, we're, we've had a different champion what the last three years now, mm-hmm. I think in baseball. So it's right now it's the most parody sport, I think. And, you know, that's what people love and I'm, I'm in for it. Yeah, so, it, it's true. It's true. I don't think pitching wins championships anymore. I think and bullpen that's does. To me. <laughs> bullpen, bullpen will. Bullpen. Yeah. I thought it always did. Not yeah. starting, but bullpen. I, I know, yeah. You I, gotta know, have I, just, I miss the days of like teams that went out there with aces, and it's just like, you know, it's like it's like you know mano a mano. Like the Phillies. No, it's, I mean, <laughs> not even that. But it's like. I mean, that's one of my favorite teams, by the way. I, I'm not hating. That's that that pitching staff you. was unreal. You got all right. You know, again, this whole World Series. You know, I'm, I was on, I was a man on an island. I was the only person cheering for the Astros because the I just I just can't stand the Braves. Uh, the only person or family I'm happy for is Hank Aaron um, because that you know that's that, you know not even like, Freeman. The only family and the whitest for, for a white man too. <laughs> I'm only happy for Hank Aaron's family, and that because to me they dedicated it to to, to that situation. So that, that that's fine. Outside of that, again, everyone everyone in baseball cheats, man. They just got caught. So I don't really care about that whole thing. <laughs> so, what happened with Hank Aaron? Uh, he passed away. Oh, 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 that he died. Okay, I, th- I thought there was like some big deal, like something else had. Okay, I don't know, like just like, you know, that, to me, and he. I mean, he's one of like the good, the good guys in baseball, and. You know, it, it, that was all. That was all. Outside of that, you know, I, I can give two shits about the Braves, but uh, <laughs> and MLB the show too. One of the best, one of the best cards. <laughs> I, I, I haven't played a baseball game in so long. Like, uh, if you play I'm, the I'm show, you'll be hooked. You'll yeah, be, so, you'll these be guys are being on it. I'm, I'm incredibly hooked. You know what? I'm hooked on yeah, NHL. Yeah. NHL is fun. fun too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> super fun. <laughs> but the show is really fun. Trust me. We're I mean, in the chat too. I don't even know two of the guys in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know other guys, yeah. People leave and come into the chat too. It's insane. Revolving yeah. um, <laughs> right, so, door. So, so you know how I feel right now about the Yankees moves. We decided to keep homeboy. I told you they got to fire him. That's that's the biggest thing. Beginning of the season, I know you you got on the wagon, but I told you you were like, do you think the Red Sox are going to be good? I told you, I told you they were going to be good, Sammy. I did. I remember that. Are the Red Sox? Are they still good? Are they still really good? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I, I think so. They're in really good shape. Um, I'm really impressed with um, some of the things Kyle Bloom has done. 
Um, now our, our farm is not completely trash and yeah. we also competed for a playoffs, which I don't think he expected, but he was probably sitting there like, Oh, okay. Um, I'm a couple additions. We have to hold on to this off season. I'm really interested to see how all the contracts work out. I'm really going to be interested to see, you know, if we make any bullpen moves, I think that's going to be Need the it. most important Need thing. It. Um, yeah, that's but we, we have a lot of good contracts. We got a lot of people, um, under team control. Um, now, can we keep Schwarber and JD Martinez? Can we can we give Devers an extension as well? You know, those are the three things that I'm going to really be looking at. We need to keep Devers. That's like the biggest thing that we need right now is, is Devers and Bogarts to stay there for their careers. Uh, uh, what about starting to, pitching? What yeah. about starting pitching? Starting pitch. We definitely need some starting pitching. Hopefully, that comes in either free agency. But I just don't. No, there's and, nothing in free agency right now. We need a middle. Marcus Stroman. That's about it. We need Robbie a middle. Inter- too. That's Ray. all I'd pay for. I would. T- I would take Robbie. But, I, but Robbie. he's he's not leaving. They're good. they have nothing else in Toronto. They're gonna lock him up. What about what about middle infielders? Um, you know, I think that middle infield is another uh, place that we can improve on. But our biggest uh, thing right now is uh, is um, bullpen. The starting pitcher we can get by. Like Sammy said, I don't think starting pitcher starting pitching matters as much as it used to. Uh, bullpen is and not just starting pitching is serviceable, which the Red Sox starting pitching actually was pretty serviceable this year. Not bad, you know, you can make it. Yeah, be able to take you five. If he can't take you five, this is a new age of baseball. At least he's got to go four now. If he can't line up once or twice, that's how Cora coached all year. Speaking of Cora, he's also a cheater, but you guys don't want to acknowledge that. Oh, he doesn't. Don't want to acknowledge that. (laughs) He was cleared, he was cleared. of merit, he was cleared, he was cleared and he was fired. He was an assistant coach. He didn't. Oh, know. He was. He was only fired because he was on the staff that got caught. Oh, okay. And they brought him back to cheat some more. Okay. Funny, he won a World <laughs> Series right after that. So <laughs> funny enough, <laughs> never cheated. <laughs> the plate gate all over again. <laughs> suck him off, man. Just suck him off. <laughs> all right, let's let's wrap up the show. Let's uh let's do our pickums. That's what we're doing now, and we'll get you guys involved in it too, because. Why not? Of course. Um, I got five games. I want to do the Jets versus, in, uh, versus the Colts tonight, but they're playing right now. And that the stat you sent me on Jonathan Taylor is going to, it's going to happen. Yeah. So bet on it. Got the um, boost. I got the boost, baby. Listen, tonight. before we even get into it. So I don't, I don't know if you guys know, but if you, if you live in the state of Florida, uh, hard rock sports book, gambling is legal now here in the state of Florida. I downloaded the app, but I am scared as hell to make my first bet because I don't want to become a degenerate. Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to become a degenerate uh, gambler. But uh, I'm gonna get your guys' advice what when I decide to make my first bet. So uh, off the air, I'm gonna ask you guys what I want to start tapping into. But uh, go to OKC Lakers game. It hasn't started yet, but bet on that one. I've already made like 17 bets, KK, since it's out. <laughs> It's been like less than a week. <laughs> I'm up in it too. They did like a free hundred dollars for your first bet. That's yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, they got me. They got me real good. I'm scared. I'm um, not gonna lie. I'm, I'm definitely scared. You know, the odds boost. Are, did we all do the odds boost? The the Jonathan Taylor one. I didn't. I didn't. Do it. I didn't do it. I haven't. I'm on it right now. Anything against the Jets, take that bet. Anything <laughs> doesn't matter. If the if the ref trips and falls, take it. It's gonna happen. I, yeah. I, I even bet on hockey yesterday. I, I thought I, I was this close. It was a boost one. It was the Columbus Blue Jackets and St. Louis Blues had to win. This close. 
I'm gonna start getting into the hockey. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do hockey bank because I. Outside of because when it comes to basketball and football, I have such emotional investments in all these other teams. When it comes to hockey, I only care about the Lightning. Outside of that, I don't have like an emotional connection or attachment to any other team, so it'll be easier for me to make those bets. So that that is what I want to get into. Well, the NBA is going to help you with the spread. So if if you're going to do betting on spreads and stuff, the NBA you you you'd know like like for example the one I just told you. (laughs) Like the Lakers are favored by 13 and a half against OKC tonight. The Lakers haven't beaten anybody by more than yeah yeah. I would definitely yeah I would definitely take take the under there. (laughs) Take that. All right, let's go. Let's go on to the pickums. First game we got New England versus Carolina. You want me to go first? You want to go first, Kiki? You want to let them? You you guys guys go first. You guys go first. You guys got. Just put the spread or just who's gonna win? Just win. You can give us a score. It's New England. Yeah. Okay. Sammy. Thirty-one fourteen, New England. Oh, and we got score, son. What's your score, Vic? Oh, I got put score in there. Okay. Uh, Let's say twenty-one ten. They play the Panthers. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. All depends on if Darnold's there too. Is it in Fosborough or is it in Carolina? It's in Carolina. Okay, it'll be a little bit closer. I got the Pats though, for sure. Uh, because Sam Darnold has gotten his ass kicked by Bill Belichick a number of times. So give me the ghosts. Pats. You said 30. They're not scoring no damn 31. I'm sorry. Give me 20. <laughs> give me 24 to eight. Yeah, 17. Okay. Pats. I got 17, 14 pats. So leaving it at that. It's fair. Fault, the best kicker in the league right now. So I hope he scores every single one of those points. <laughs> All right. We got Cleveland versus uh, Cincinnati. Uh, Vic's closet team in Cincy. Oh, you already know my pick. It's Cincy. Uh, it's Cincy. Uh, it's going to be, it's, uh, that one's going to be a, a high scoring game. I'm going to say 30. To 32-17. Okay, you think Cleveland's that bad? Wow. <laughs> I got Cincy 34-30. They lost – the Steelers are awful and they lost the Steelers. I agree. Um, so, I don't think OBJ is going to be on the field on Sunday, which I think bodes well for Cleveland. And I think Cincinnati is, is, is reverting back to what I think they are. And I think this this is Baker Mayfield. Just watch that tape about him, about how much he sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Cleveland. I got to take Cleveland on this one. Um, I say it's 28 to 17. No, 28 to 20. Cleveland. All right. I say the Browns defense has been exposed all year. We thought they were good. They're not that good. It's just Miles Garrett is good. That's it. Miles Garrett's a monster. Um, and I think Joe two, Burrow, by the way. I think Joe Burrow losing to the Jets is like really fucked with his head. So I'm I think say, Cleveland losing to Pittsburgh is fucking with his head too. But okay, nah, that's, but that's a good divisional game. <laughs> it's just Joe Burrow's been riding a high wave all season, and then the Jets come and do it's, what the Jets do out of nowhere. At Cincy. Yeah, I'm gonna go Cincy. I'm gonna say 28 20 is what I'm gonna say. One is the loneliest number. I'm happy to be the, the lone wolf on here. I say your score, but on my um on Cincy's favorite. So that's cool. All right. That's cool. All right, Minnesota versus Baltimore. I got Baltimore. I mean, I just, I just put it out there. Baltimore, uh, thirty-one to to nah. Give me like thirty-four. Give me thirty-four to twenty. 
I also have Baltimore. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go a little bit higher here. I'm going to say 28 to 28 to, I think it's going to be a close game. Let's say 28 to 25. I got Minnesota mm. with the upset. Mm. Uh, I got it 27, 24. Man, I want to go Minnesota too, but I hate rooting against Lamar. That's our boy right now, so I can't do it. Uh, I'm gonna stick Trap with both. game. I could think Minnesota could pull it off, though. I really they do. could, but two words: Cooper Rush. Aren't if they? Cooper Rush can beat this damn Minnesota Vikings, I'm sorry. It's also Kirk Cousins too, man. You like that, right? You like it, and it's like, still Cooper like Rush. <laughs> I'm gonna say 24 to 18 is what I'm gonna say. That's a six All point right. spread. Good call. Green and eh, boy looks at some things sometimes. Uh, I listen to Tony Sports every now and then. Uh, Green Bay minus Aaron Rodgers versus Kansas City headache in Kansas City in Arrowhead. This is a, this is probably the toughest one. That is the toughest one. <laughs> Casey's uh, favorite Adams by seven right now. They yeah. went one. They went from one point to seven, right? Yeah, because of yeah, because of uh, uh, Aaron being out. Yeah. <clears throat> I say I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Chiefs to win, but the Packers to cover. The Packers are another great against the spread team at seven and one. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Oh man, I hate picking up picking numbers out of my head like immediately. Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna go 24-21. Chiefs. I'm in the same boat. I I got the Chiefs winning, but I think. Uh, the Packers will cover that seven. Um, I think it's going to be a close game because Kansas City can't stop anybody. And I think uh -huh. if any game there was for Jordan Love to get comfortable, it's a game against Kansas City's terrible secondary. Right. So I'm going to go. It's a high-scoring game, but I think you can't keep up with uh, with KC there since Aaron Rodgers is not playing and can't really control the tempo. So 34-31, KC. Do you guys know what what the um, what they're – with the bet for like Aaron Jones uh, yards is going to be. Look it up. Because I think they're going to run the hell out of Aaron Jones in this game, which is what's going to keep the game close. So I think, I, I do think uh, the Packers definitely cover. Uh, and I have the same exact score as you. Vic, 62 and a half. Uh, and I, I, he's going way over that. Uh, I got a 24, 21 as well. Where are you seeing that? You see that on the app, Sammy? Yeah. Where's that on the app? So if you go to a game, <laughs> Pick a game. We are not sponsored by the Hard Rock, by the way. But if yeah, we are. We are not sponsored by the Hard Rock, but damn, I'll pick a game. <laughs> oh, that's them. Awesome. Oh, dude, I had no idea that that was there. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, this is new. I like that. Oh, you oh. have the dark mode. I gotta get that dark mode. <laughs> Everybody's gonna oh, yeah, Everybody's gonna get a divorce at the end of the day. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so that's gonna kill me. <laughs> I'm I'm saying I'm saying in this game, um, Aaron's not there. He's not managing the team. Uh, he can't be there because he's got COVID, obviously. And I see we're going to get like a last year Patrick Mahomes, I feel. I feel like it's going to be a – I don't want to say a bloodbath, but I think we're going to see a weird game. And I'll say 28 to 14 is what I think is going to happen. KC? KC, of course. Bro. Wow, they really have that 62 and a half for Aaron Jones. Damn, you're, thinking, you're thinking wow. they're covering, huh? Uh-huh. Because uh, at the end of the day, what we learned against that Chiefs, that, that, uh, that uh, Cardinals game, they uh Matt LaFleur knows what the hell he's doing. He's a good coach. <laughs> he's he's a solid coach. So uh did we get coach. it, Vic? Did we get it? What? 
No, Neesmith hit the three. Oh. All right, sorry. Is he is he a good coach? Or is Aaron Rodgers just that bad of a man? No, that, that was a, a that was an cool. excellent that was coach of the year kind of coaching last last week. So <clears> yeah. All right, last last game we got. Yeah. Last game we got Arizona versus San Fran. Mm, that's tough. Arizona versus San Fran. Oh, this is this for me. This is a, a definitely an Arizona game here. Uh, I think I, I think Kyler Murray comes back with revenge here. Uh, surprisingly, um, San Francisco is favored by one and a half. It's crazy. You automatically get three points uh, for being the home team. So really, uh, the Cardinals are the favorite in the game. But I will take the Cardinals. I will take them to cover. I think it's a big win for the Cardinals. I'm going to say uh, 32, um, 30 to 10. I think I said that score already, but I'm going to say it again, 30 to 10. For me, I would just I, – I have Kyler Murray on my fantasy team, and he hasn't practiced all week. And if he doesn't practice tomorrow, that means Vegas knows that this injury – there's probably something there with the injury, hence why the 49ers are still favorited. Mm-hmm. Um I am a little worried about that game, honestly, because um, I want to say that the Cardinals are going to win. But there's the bone in my body that has the – I'm going to just pick the 49ers uh, to win the game mm-hmm. only because I'm not a – because DeAndre Hopkins has a hamstring issue and Kyler Murray is going through the same thing he went through last year. And if he's not 100%, they're going to get after him. So I'm going to pick the 49ers in this game. It's going to be a close one. I, I got to, like – 20 a weird score like 22 to 20 like a weird kind of game so that's where i got it does anybody know who the backup for the cardinals is uh colt mccoy oh, he's still in the league jesus colt mccoy yeah <laughs> what you got um i'm looking through these scores here trying to give myself a reason to pick the 49 it's tough I right find, i can't find one they don't have any like pretty significant victories for me to think, okay, they can do it. I mean, they beat the bears. Um, who else have they been? They beat the Eagles. They beat the lions. I mean, I guess they're a team that beats bad teams, but I still think they're a bad team. They should have so beat still, the Packers. Yeah. I mean, but Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still, yeah, I'm still taking the Cardinals here, but I think it's going to be close and I'm only going to pick a close score because I don't know if Kyler Murray is going to be back or not. And I'm going to actually do it lower than some of my other scores. So I'll, I'll probably do this um, 20 to 13. Okay. That's like what I got. I got Arizona 2014. I only doing that because I want to pick San Fran, but the KK gets me too good. So I have to go against the grain on this one. There you go. <laughs> so we have, we have to make a competition for the, for the, for the scores at the end it can't be this we're, we're very in sync too much and i hate that but it's good too <laughs> um good. it does it makes it, it makes us have a good podcast so <laughs> uh, let's let's wrap things up uh thank you guys once again for coming on you're definitely our favorite uh people to have on here it's like around the horn uh just you know we don't have the right guys on here for that but it, regardless you're always I gotta here mute, i gotta mute i gotta mute you all the time <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, pleasure once again. Uh, plug yourself. This is your this is your moment to talk. So, oh, let's take you want to go. You want me to do it? Yeah, Sam, you're the best at it. <laughs> All right, yeah, you can find us on YouTube um, at the House of Fandom. Um, we are Townie Sports. You can also find us on Instagram at Townie underscore Sports. 
And you can also find us on TikTok, Townie Sports Pod. We plug all the different takes and picks that we have. We even plugged you guys on an episode we were on with you where I called that uh, Mac Jones would be the starting quarterback, uh, among other things that me and Vic are really good at calling. Uh, but no, I'm just playing. But um, but yeah, that's that's where you can find us. TikTok, wow. <laughs> TikTok. I, can't be, I can't do it yet. Can't do it. I'm still um, trying to catch up to it. It's it, it's, who, it's tough. It's tough. Who's the best TikTok dancer between you two? No, I don't. Nick Floss. I can see Nick Floss in all day. Sammy, it Nick's is. a good dancer, though. Yeah. What, weekend? what do you expect, man? When I, when I drink, yeah, I guess. It, uh, he, gets it, a, he gets a medalla light in him, and he doesn't know how to act anymore, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Jalen Brown, the rest of the game. Uh, it hurts to see it. All right. As for us, you can find us on Twitter at fair underscore weather pod, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the fair weather podcast. Just search that. You'll be able to find us there. And wherever you subscribe or listen to podcasts, just search the fair weather podcast. We'll be there as well. Once again, guys, always a pleasure. Could talk sports Thank for four, so five, six hours. Um, in case you. nobody knows, Sammy is training for the Boston Marathon. So he's slowly getting skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. Just to look like all those Ethiopians that win every year. So <laughs> gotta blend in. Also, and, and we have KK on our podcast too, by the way. I'm coming yeah. soon. Give me give me whenever that next invite comes, I'm I'm there. And also, uh, we're also on Meta, uh, not Facebook, we're on Meta now. So uh, the metaverse, <laughs> we're we are there. So <laughs> Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace and Metaverse and all that stuff. <laughs> peace. All right, peace. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.